Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, March 26. Stocks are rallying around the world, so the gains in the U.S. are relatively mild. So the Dow, S&P, NASDAQ futures are all up about 25 to 30 basis points. So that's about 96 points for the Dow. That is about 11 points for the S&P. That's about 28 points for the NASDAQ. So all up the same percent. In Europe, the major indices are up about 55 to 60 basis points. You are seeing outperformance in a lot of the big cyclical indices. So autos, industrials, basic resources, and energy are all outperforming. Tech is doing well too. Basic resources are the top group. So those are the major global mining stocks. That index is up about 2.7%. Asia finished higher pretty much across the board. Um, so no major headlines out overnight to really uh, note, um, especially around the kind of the big core macro buckets, uh, monetary policy, economic data, fiscal policy, and COVID all relatively minimal. Narratives around all those topics are pretty comparable to where they stood at four o'clock yesterday. Um, you did have some hopeful remarks about the situation in the Suez Canal. Um, there's supposed to be a higher than normal tide this weekend, and the owner of the ship talks about how they hope to have it freed by Saturday. So I don't think that issue specifically really was impacting markets yet, um, but certainly supply chain strains in general have been an enormous theme. It's going back to late last year, um, and you're seeing more companies throughout a multitude of industries talk about how they are suffering from supply chain issues. And I suspect this is going to be a major topic during the upcoming Q1 earnings season that kicks off in a couple of weeks. Um, you're, I think you're going to see companies that are going to have revenue margin shortfalls because of it. Um, you know, I think investors have been relatively forgiving as they assume that these are temporary setbacks um, and they are a function of very strong um, end market demand. And so I don't think it's terribly concerning to investors, but I do think that it's going to create a very noisy earnings season. You had um, NIO, the Chinese EV company, come out this morning and talk about how they're going to fall slightly short of their Q1 delivery forecast because of supply chain problems and semiconductor shortages. Neo also says they're going to have to halt production for about five days because of semiconductor shortages. So obviously, autos have been acutely impacted by the semi-shortage issue, but you're seeing the supply chain problems manifest themselves, um, again, in, in a multitude of industries. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on um, going into the upcoming earnings season. Um, otherwise, it was, again, relatively slow evening. The Fed did come out and said that they will be removing bank capital return restrictions after Q2. So they'll be in place for another quarter um, starting in Q3, which is when um, the next round of stress test results will hit. Um, the Fed will be removing the restrictions for those companies that pass the stress tests. I don't think this is certainly a positive announcement, but I also don't think it's terribly surprising. Remember, the Fed came out and said that they would be removing the SLR exemptions um, on schedule at the end of Q1. And if you also go back to the Yellen Powell testimony from Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, both of them spoke um, relatively favorably about bank capital levels, suggesting that they were now comfortable to allow banks to, to return capital. So you're really seeing bank uh, the Fed return bank um, regulations back to kind of pre-pandemic levels. Again, that's positive. Um, in po the capital return part of it is certainly positive, not terribly surprising, but it also raises the issue about why the Fed sees fit to continue um, with the extreme, um, you know, pandemic era levels of accommodation, specifically in quantitative easing, buying $120 billion a month, 
um, if they are now um, returning the the bank capital rules back to where they stood before the pandemic. So I think in the back of people's mind, there's still this question about tapering. The Fed is insistent that they do not see any need to even consider tapering um, quantitative easing at the moment. But um, you know, if economic data continues along at the present pace, if, if the economy continues to recover, the vaccination pace continues on its present pace. Um, you know, it's it's just going to get increasingly difficult for them to kind of uh, uh, sustain that that course of reasoning about how there's no need to even consider a tapering. So just looking into next week quickly, uh, on Friday, April 2nd, you're going to get the March jobs report. Markets, U.S. markets are closed that day for Good Friday. But the consensus forecast is uh, looking for a blowout report of about 600,000 plus ads. That number has been steadily ticking higher. You had a very strong um, weekly claims figure out on Thursday, just showing that the labor market is making um, you know very healthy progress. So again, I think if you were to see 600,000 plus ads on Friday, um, I think you're going to come in on on that Monday um, after Easter Sunday on April 5th. And just again, there's going to be a lot more talk around Fed tapering and why they're continuing to have 120 billion per month of purchases. Um, so that's kind of it for this morning. Just on the calendar for today specifically, the US PCE at 8:30. This is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. It's obviously going to be important. Um, you know, I don't think if the number were to come in very light, I don't necessarily think that's going to spark a huge market reaction, just because the the, the thinking is you are going to see an inflation bulge. I don't think anyone really questions that there will be an inflation firming over the coming months. The question is whether or not it's temporary, um, like the Fed insists it will be. So if the PC, if it doesn't show up necessarily in, in the PCE today, I think the, the thinking is it will eventually show up in the coming months. Um, you know, certainly if the PCE today is, is much higher than expected, that's, um, you know, going to, I think, push treasury yields higher and um, you know, cause disruption in equities. Um, otherwise, the calendar today is pretty minimal. You have a few other economic numbers, but none of them should have a major impact on markets. Um, just quickly looking into next week, like I said before, the jobs report on Friday will be very important. You do have, in general, a lot of marked economic data, um, including the US ISMs, you have global PMIs, and then the Eurozone CPI all for March will be very important to watch. Um, you are going to have Biden go to Pittsburgh on Wednesday the 31st. This is going to be kind of his formal unveiling of Build Back Better. Um, you know, I think you really get a good sense of what the White House wants. There's been a, a, a multitude of reports this week talking about where the White House is uh, moving toward as far as what the numbers are for infrastructure and the t- various tax hike proposals. Um, so I don't think the speech next week necessarily will be a huge catalyst. Like I said, I think you can get a good sense of what the White House wants. The question is what the appetite is in Congress for passing um, you know, a couple of more major fiscal bills, specifically on the tax front. Um, you know, So I think it's pretty clear that these will be um, partisan bills. Again, there won't be any real Republican buy-in, so you're probably going to utilize reconciliation. But even still, getting all 50 Democrats on board um, you know, for this type of legislation will be tricky. So that's going to be the real question to watch, not necessarily what the White House wants, but what Congress is willing to accept. Um, so he'll give, be giving that speech next Wednesday on the 31st. You have an OPEC meeting on April 1st, and you have a couple of earnings reports. Um, Chewy, Lululemon, Walgreens will be very, uh, will be watched closely Wednesday morning after the Rite Aid warning uh, this week. And then Micron is Wednesday night. Um, And that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.